0: It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin, and we are newly into 2023. We're off the heels of some amazing college football playoff games this weekend. And now it's time for Camp Dynasty's positional rankings, our post college football season positional rankings and we're starting with quarterbacks colin
1: yeah of course we are because you know the most important position get these out of the way and then move on to all the the kind of fancy relevant guys afterwards but you know get the get the big buzzy names out of the way get the guys that are going to be talked about through the rest of this draft process out of the way and i mean you know maybe have some fun takes along the way and it's
0: a little, it's buzzier now because of the, of the games this weekend, some of the right. quarterbacks that are obviously going to be on our lists, I would think, uh, had some pretty nice games themselves this weekend. So, um, we're going to get into all of that and I am incredibly excited. We have not, we haven't done this since July or we did our preseason rankings. This is stop number two. Obviously, final rankings will come later, post-Combine, post-NFL draft. But right now, this was what we talked about last summer. It's what are these guys going to do in 2022? Will they show us what we need to see out of them? And now we're going to find out exactly what it looked like after diving into the 2022 film. So with that being said... We're gonna go five to one and then maybe throw some extra names out at the end if we if we so choose to do that. So I'm gonna turn it over to you first. You're on the spot. Who is your number five quarterback for the twenty twenty three draft?
1: So my fifth ranked quarterback is Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. He's uh I mean, had a, a crazy breakout season. He, uh, I mean, do do you have him higher? Before we start going, I'll, I'll ask you that. I do not have him higher. Okay, so we can he we can get right into him.
0: Full transparency, he's my number six quarterback. So, all
1: right, well here we go then. Uh, so Hooker is an interesting prospect because he obviously didn't really burst onto the scene until this year and then he kind of made his mark and he was in the Heisman race all year him and Jalen Hyatt were making headlines in the middle of that season and Hooker I mean he has limitations uh that that's why he's down here at five but he, he throws a accurate ball when he's on time he's really good uh but yeah like I said there there's some limitations there
0: yeah, I mean I'm glad you I'm glad you included him. Obviously, this is a huge name. We talked about it all through the season. It was uh, a rise for Hendon Hooker as he went, you know, on a Heisman bid this year and obviously ends in an unfortunate way. And uh, and that is one of the things that kind of makes me press pause is we're talking about a player here that's fresh off of an ACL tear. A mobile guy he doesn't you know he's not kyler murray but he's he is a playmaker i mean he's got almost i i kind of call it a little bit of sneaky athleticism almost where he's a big big guy who can really find some juice in the open field but so that kind of plays into it for me the other thing is he's going to be 25 by the time he's drafted so he's a little bit older of a player you wonder you know how much growth is left in his game obviously there was massive growth this season so that might you know be encouraging for for a team to want to roll the dice on him but yeah those were the two things for me that really just kind of held me back but i i agree i mean he's accurate guy uh very you know composed and and stands tall in the pocket can get outside like i said be athletic be a playmaker um but yeah yeah i, I like that you said like
1: a little bit old, you know, I, I think there's going to be some people out there that are like, yeah, uh, I, Joe Burrow's younger than this guy or whatever <laughs> they always say, yeah. you know, when the guy comes out, but, uh, the, the Najee Harris effect where it's like, yeah, no, nobody wants to touch this guy because he's already 28. So we'll, we'll see with, with hooker, how much that actually affects him. But I mean, I, I don't see hooker like as the starter. Uh, but I think he easily could walk in and, like, win a room eventually. Like you said, there's there's growth that needs to happen there. There's uh, a lack of pocket awareness sometimes with Hooker. There's a kind of stationary – as mobile as he is, he can be a little upright and stationary in the pocket and a little oblivious of pressure, and so that gets him in trouble. So I, I'd like to see him use his feet even more. And that's hard to imagine, especially coming off an ACL tear in your rookie season. So Hooker, a little lower on my list, but I, I see a lot of talent in terms of arm talent.
0: Yeah, and, he, and he's fun too. I mean, man, I got here in my notes, he might be the best deep ball passer in the class. I mean, the guy yeah. can drop it in a bucket with the best of them. I mean, consistently, we saw him, you know, what he was doing with Jalen Hyatt, who was, you know, the deep threat of the draft class and... Uh, those guys were just complimenting each other so well. But yeah, I mean I I, I have him graded as a high end backup, like fringe level guy. Just he's right there if he if he needs to step in, maybe he, you know, sort of a Jacoby Brissett type of a player where he can play when he needs to, but he's not gonna be the franchise.
1: Right. Yeah, I could I could see that for sure. I could see so the, the thing that I keep coming to as like a high end is like a young Dak Prescott where it's like he comes in and the accuracy's there, the arm talent's there, the mobility's there, but there's some pieces that gotta get put together. And like could Hooker do that? I mean probably not. Like that's not the general story that happens. But I, I think I think there's the potential there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see first of all where he's drafted because that that'll be if he's in a position where there's a little bit of murkiness at the quarterback spot and maybe, you know, he ends up being a third, fourth, third round pick, something in there that you could see him maybe getting some snaps even as uh, once, uh, you know, obviously his knee healthy and all that. But yeah, I, I, I love the, I love the player. I love watching him play, but yeah, there's just a little bit too much working against him for my taste.
1: Right. I gotcha.
0: My number five quarterback is Tanner McKee, okay. Stanford quarterback, six six, big guy, a uh, little bit of mobility in there, but he's, he's kind of a pocket passer, uh, especially compared to some of the other names in the class here. But man, it was so difficult to watch Tanner McKee uh, this 2022 season because of how bad that Stanford team is. I mean, did you did you get that watch? Like he's running for his life every single play. It seems like.
1: Yeah the the old line there didn't do him any favors, and I mean neither did the skill position players. So like I, I totally feel yeah.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it was really tough to evaluate him, but the flashes that you see when the, even when it's not it's rarely a clean pocket but when he finds enough time to like actually make a read and make a decision the the arm talent is really really good i mean he's got some real real arm talent i mean accuracy and the arm strength combined i mean there were some throws on his tape that uh you know some of the guys i have ranked ahead of him just couldn't even do and and that's why I say it's hard. Like I stick him. He's in number five right now, but he's essentially neck and neck with my number four ranked player. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm he, he's, he's a red shirt sophomore, but he's also a little bit older. He's going to be 23 on draft day, which obviously is, it's not old, but uh, compared to some of these other guys who are, you know, 21 uh, years old, that's kind of looking at that there too. But yeah, I don't know. I just I enjoyed watching McKee even though every sixth play he was getting sacked.
1: Yeah, it, it's tough with the uh COVID years because everybody has extra eligibility, so a lot of these guys are older and will be I think I think this is this year and next year will be kinda of the last of that where we'll start seeing that kind of phase oh, we will stop seeing like the, you know, twenty four, twenty five year olds just kinda of be in common and that they'll be reserved to the the senior guys, but yeah, Tanner McKee, he out. He's my sixth quarterback. Okay, so we have, we have uh, Hooker and, and McKee flip flop there, but it's just like I don't know the the lack of. It's not like a lack of mobility. It's not a lack of athleticism, but the, it seems like that he's just like isn't used to doing it so he he looks a little out of control when he's when he's going out of the pocket stuff like that and and that's what kind of knocks him down a few pegs because i mean in the modern nfl you gotta you, you have to be able to move like it, it's almost a requirement there's a, a few guys that don't fit that mold and it's starting to move out but I mean, it, like you said, it was really hard to sit here and, like, watch the tape and see him getting, I mean, absolutely, like, his tackles getting absolutely bull rushed in two seconds. Like, what's, what's McKee supposed to do in those situations? And, I mean, guys dropping balls left and right. Uh, there's not a ton of separation there. So, I, I don't know if it's just me looking and, uh, like you said, it's hard to watch the tape and, like, sit here and be like yeah this is a good quarterback but i it was i i had a, a lot of trouble i see the arm talent but i feel like the lack of mobility and just like i don't know the the explosives weren't there but
0: i, I you can't put all the blame on him well and i like, what you said, too, I think he's just an awkward runner. I think that's really what it is. Like, he clearly has a little bit of athleticism. He's not yeah. Anthony Richardson, but he can get outside and uh, move. But the problem became for me watching him was that he, I like, the pressure was obviously getting to him. Like, it was getting in, into his head because it's like he knows that he doesn't have any protection. And so many times you'd see him – hit the first read and then just sort of like panic and break down. And like, he doesn't really naturally scramble out of the pocket. He, he kind of tucks it and like runs to the side. So there's a little bit of like wasted motion there. And like he, he does try to reset, but there's like an extra half second there that just makes everything kind of less fluid and awkward. Seeming. It's a
1: little baby giraffe
0: it is it's it definitely it's, this <laughs> like is gotta, a baby giraffe <laughs> a little bit yeah
1: it's a lot of a lot of legs a lot of kind of you know parse the situation see what's going on and then let me make a play
0: yeah and that's that that was definitely uh, one con that i kind of marked down a few separate times is just I mean, he was he was kind of seeing ghosts a little bit with the pass rush. I mean, there were there were guys constantly collapsing the pocket on him, but I don't. There were a few times where it's it, it was basically him just freaking expect, out. I mean, yeah,
1: he's expecting the pressure to come and it's not, and so he's right. sitting there like, "Oh, I got to go fast," but yeah, so, and then I then mean, that kind internal of, clock.
0: Yeah. And it, it kind of messes your messes you up too when you're you're trying to figure out, you know, how quick is his processing? Like, how is he a good decision maker? Is he processing going through his reads? Well, and it was so hard to really see because he couldn't get through his reads at all because he never had the time. Um, so, yeah, the, the like I said, the things that stood out for me, I mean, just crazy, crazy placement every once in a while when he has a when he has a second to let it rip. I mean, there were some back shoulder throws. I mean, crazy, like NFL throws. There were a lot of NFL throws on his tape, despite how, you know, poor the offense was around him. And that was, that excited me. It it, it definitely did.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely see the, the potential here. And uh, the yeah, like I said, the main thing I have is like, are you a playmaker? Are you yeah. going to be able to do that yourself? And I mean, with the the challenges you face this year, it, it made it hard. But I mean, doesn't get any easier with NFL defenders rushing at you. Exactly. Well, number four. Here's the name.
0: Will Levis. There he is. <laughs> So, uh do you have him higher than this? He's he's also my number 4 quarterback.
1: All right, perfect. Uh So, here we go. I mean, this is a, this guy's going to go top 5 in the NFL probably. Uh and he was propped up by a a very good offensive coordinator last year, a quarterback whisperer, one might say. Uh the guy leaves Kentucky and will Levis turns back into a pumpkin i I would say uh it seemed like every throw is plus or minus five yards from the line of scrimmage or a bomb and the the deep ball is effortless it's it's gorgeous arm strength is very good uh the intermediate accuracy is spotty at best. um he's a tough runner, and that's derogatory uh he I mean, he can throw on the run. It's it can happen. Uh, he's oblivious to pressure a lot of the times. If it's not a designed run, it doesn't seem like he uh, creates a ton in the scramble game. I mean, it, there's a
0: lot, a lot here. I, man, I don't get this at all. I do not understand this at all. This is just. It, it's like this happens every year, but it doesn't ever get any less shocking when you actually watch these guys and sit there and say like, what, what are we watching here? Like what, is, what is like, I already saw the video where he's in gym shorts and he launches a ball from, you know, seventy oh, yards no. in the air. And it's like, that's already happening and it's going to just keep happening. And I have the same right now. As of right now, I have the same grade on Levis and Tanner McKee. And it's, they're very different grades because like Levis right now, like as he is watching 2022 will Levis, he is much lower than this. I mean, he is like, he's not, he, he probably wouldn't even be in my top five, honestly, I I have to believe that there's something in here that could maybe be unlocked, and it's gonna make me, you know, like four is as high as I'm willing to go. <laughs> that's that's really what it is. Like this is the, I would not put him any higher than this because it's there's just not enough of it on tape, and and he's not a he's not a young player. Like he's not like developing. Like this is an old player who's like been through it and he and this year he should have been his like dominant season and it just wasn't at all it was horrible so I don't have a lot of faith in Will Levis I put him here because obviously the traits are what is the allure with him but man the player on the field today is is not good yeah it's true there's
1: just not a lot here in terms of like if you're watching the 2022 tape and only the 2022 tape where you would sit here and say i'm gonna bang the table for this guy to be a top five pick you know blah blah blah. because i think i had him at number two preseason yep and that that's because last year he looked really good and then you sit through this season where he should be better as a player I mean, yeah, you lose Wandale, you lose a few other guys, but, like, you the team didn't regress around them this much where you go from completing 233 passes at 66% for 2,800 yards to completing 185 passes at 65% for 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. I mean, it, it it's it's pretty gross, honestly, watching this tape. I mean he's antsy all the time it seems like he he wants to get out of the pocket he wants to and we we see this with another guy that's in the league that had this allure to him that was this this cool quarterback that could throw the deep ball and uh, he looked damn good on the pro day and i i mean i i just can't help but seeing a, a similar path as Zach Wilson to Will Levis
0: well, and that's the thing, too. Like, I would even argue that Zach Wilson's last year at BYU had way more. It, like, there was way more on his last season of film than Will Levis has. Like, there was at least, like, you can look back at Zach Wilson now and say, like, okay, yeah, like, I get it. I get why this didn't work. But at the same time, like, there were plays that were being made that sort of, you know, got a lot of people to put on the rose colored glasses and say damn this guy kind of looks like a real playmaker. Will Levis doesn't have that at all. Like there are very few moments on his on his tape that show him to be a playmaker. Like you said he's a he's a tough runner, but he's not like he's not a good scrambling quarterback. Like he just it's, like it's tucks the like ball. <laughs> no, it's not no, like no, Josh no. Allen. It's not like Josh Allen. Josh
1: Allen's a tough runner, but like it's worth it. Like Will Levis is a tough runner on a one and a half yard gain. Like yeah.
0: my man, throw it away or take a sack or
1: like slide.
0: You you can almost get the you get the sense that he's like this gritty dude that you know like he's always gonna put his shoulder down into somebody. But it's like that's not that's not gonna work. Like you can't just do that on every, you know, two yard scramble. You know, like I don't know. It's I listen i'm not gonna tell anybody where they should rank will levis because that's not what i'm about but i'm gonna tell you this right now if this guy gets drafted top 10 in the nfl it's a wasted draft pick i'm i'm just i'm convinced of that and if he wants to prove me wrong i'd love to see it because we need more great quarterbacks in the nfl but man i i don't see this at all
1: yeah, I I don't get it. If if he's if a team is tanking the rest of their season so they can take Will Levis or if a team is going to trade their quarterback out of town so they can get Will Levis, uh, if they're mortgaging the future of their franchise for this guy, I see it as a mistake. I mean, uh, I I don't like if I was a fan of the team, I'd be pretty disappointed if this is who has the keys to your car.
0: Been waiting to get that off my chest. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised, honestly. Like I, I put him at four, and I thought maybe, maybe we'd be on different pages with number three and number four. Nope. But it seems
1: like we're on the same page. I think maybe. we're going to be on the same page for the rest of the rest of the way. Well, give me number three, hey, Anthony Richardson. It. I mean, man. When we want to talk about traits and you want to talk about how Will Levis is, you know, a boneheaded scrambler and he's got a, okay, okay. Let's, let's talk about the traits just of, uh, what the, the people that love Will Levis say that he has. Yep. He's a scrambler who has a beautiful deep ball. Uh, when he's, you know, he's, that's about it. I think he can throw it a country
0: mile and he has great intangibles.
1: Okay, so uh now let's talk about who actually has that with Anthony Richardson cuz Anthony Richardson, I mean, the ball just just leaves his hand. It's effortless. And I, I don't believe that he is basically a, f- a one-year starting quarterback. Like th- this is his first year starting at quarterback full-time in college cuz so the the action of throwing the football looks so easy for him. And the pocket management is ridiculous. I mean, the way he just bounces through the pocket. Like, we'll talk about another guy later and his pocket management. But Anthony Richardson, I mean, is incredible. Like, the feel, the timing, the, the way he keeps his eyes downfield. It's, since he's such an electric runner, you kind of expect the, uh, him to kind of dip his eyes and go cuz he can and when he does good things happen but the fact that he has the like discipline to sit and say hey I'm going to going to work this pocket I'm going to work these edge rushers and I'm going to deliver a ball layered over a linebacker but before it gets the safety it's like okay this is this is high level stuff and it's not all the time and that's that's where the discussion comes into play but the fact that it's here and he is growing as a player and he could have a chance to sit behind somebody for a year and or not, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see where he ends up going because uh, he declared, and that obviously means he's getting until that he's going in the first round probably. Um, but if he gets a good coach to develop him, this could be a kind of league-breaking kind of quarterback like a Justin Fields like a Lamar like a a Jalen Hurts where you you see the the
0: two-way ability kind of break open the game man I like the conversation around Will Levis is admittedly pretty negative but that's because you gotta there's a balancing act here because all I've heard about Will Levis is the good he's quarterback one he's you know he's he's the next Josh Allen he's all this and that and that And then Anthony Richardson obviously gets the treatment. He's the project. He's the ultimate risk reward guy and blah, blah, blah. And in a lot of ways, that is true, but it does not align with where these narratives are right now. And, And that is what watching the tape from this season showed me more than anything else. Because if you watch these guys, if you watch Anthony Richardson and you watch Will Levis, Anthony Richardson has better tape in 2022. It, it's it's as clear as day. I mean, and that is why this guy, yeah, he's a project. He is. He. I still believe that he needs to sit for a full season, and I hope that he gets the opportunity to do that and to grow.
1: I agree, by the way.
0: But that being said, man, what he did this year, like you said, This was his first year we talked about that. We both had him at number five going into the year, and it was basically a dice roll at that point. It was like, well, we know this guy has all the traits. Now, can we actually see it? And, yeah, it was rough around the edges a lot of the time. It was. Accuracy, ball placement, really up and down, really shaky. But there were so many times on his film this year where he made NFL level throws as a guy who has not been playing quarterback at this level for very long. And that right there was like, yeah, this is happening. Because he's he's not, he's not even going to be 22 by the time he's drafted. Will Levis is going to be 24. I mean, exactly. you're talking about a, a guy with a two-year different span here, and he's already putting this kind of stuff on tape. And Levis, who's been a two-year starter, can't do that like on a consistent level like Anthony Richardson like are you kidding me? So I have Richardson a decent bump ahead of Will Levis.
1: I I also have him higher than Will Levis by a decent amount. I mean I so when talking about the bigger picture in dynasty in fantasy football cuz yeah. this is what we're here for. I mean the best running quarterback is the next running quarterback because you, you see it year after year. I mean, quarterbacks run less as they age, as they get older, as they take the hits, as they accumulate those, you know, bruises. You know, we see these guys, uh, Josh Allen's not running for 80 yards a game. Kyler Murray, he wasn't, before he got hurt even, running for that much uh and Jalen hurts, he's still doing his thing. He's very young. Just Justin Fields, he's getting 100, 100 yards a game on the ground. He's still very young. I mean, you you see as these mobile quarterbacks get older, they kind of phase that they only use it when they need to. and then they have that juice. Lamar even. Uh, he did it at the beginning of the season, but you know he starts to get banged up a little bit. You start seeing that go away. And so what you want is to invest in these young guys. And you could just get that little game-breaker. You could get that, you know, oh, he's getting me 30 points a game. E- even if the throwing is shaky, Justin Fields, you're still looking at this guy can get – it has the upside of 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground in addition to maybe 185 and a touchdown through the air.
0: Yeah, my my whole philosophy on this is I grade – quarterbacks for fantasy the same way that i would grade them for the draft because guy has to be able to stay in the league to be fantasy relevant that being said anthony richardson 100 percent has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class like as far as i'm concerned this player could be exactly what you just described. He could be the game wrecker, he could be the game breaker, he could be the Lamar Jackson 2018 season or whatever it was when he set all the records and won MVP. That's the that's the ceiling you're talking about here with Richardson. And yes, there's there's a ways to go before we get to that point, but it's not as far as I thought going into this thing especially going into the season thinking, you know, what are we really going to get here? And man, there was just, there was, there was a lot of throws in, in this season and, and not just that too. I love what you said earlier. And I want to go back to that about the pocket presence. It's, it's so good already. It is so refined already. And for a guy who is a scrambler for a guy who is a playmaker, to not have a first instinct of tuck, run, go, he has that instinct where he's going to bounce around and he's going to use his athleticism to evade pressure and keep his eyes downfield before he makes the decision to run with it. And that's the kind of stuff that I, I love to see out of a guy that's this young. And this, you know, it, he's not very far into his quarterback journey And he's already putting stuff like that on film, and that's really exciting.
1: You want to know a a quick statistic? I know stats don't tell the whole story. Uh, He had, let's see, 44 more pass attempts than Will Levis, uh, and he had one less interception and two less touchdowns. So I'm just saying, we talk about passers. You know, Will Levis, he's exciting – uh, incredible arm and Anthony Richardson's a project and he can't get it done. I, I won't tell you what the difference between the guys are right uh,
0: no, you' it's you're completely telling on yourself if you recycle the narrative that's out there right now. It is it, it, it was shocking to me honestly to watch these guys to, to watch the body of work to really dial in on it and then to really understand that this is where these guys are right now doesn't make any sense the the narratives are completely whack and we all know why
1: one more quick quick point that i got to make as a comparison between will levis and anthony richardson to finish our agenda how many (laughs) rushing yards do you think will levis had this year approximately Uh, ballpark
0: 460
1: it had 119 (laughs) (laughs) how many rushing yards do you think anthony richardson had this year ballpark just a guess 500 seven hundred and thirteen so i mean it better through the air and on the ground potentially that's what tape tells me that's what stats are telling me
0: yep man i love i love this guy i'm me i'm too. so i'm i'm he's ready to gonna be for yeah he's gonna be the one that you just root for and you just hope that he's he get, gets drafted into a good situation and he can do it the right way and man what do you think about people that mentioned Malik Willis with them? I, we talked about this yeah. early. Uh, uh, this was brought up because of the stylistic comparisons and whatever. We're, recency, we just talked about Malik Willis last year. After watching the tape this year, it's not, no. it's not. It's not at all. It's not even close to the same thing. And I said back then, no, yeah, it's like I said back then, like Anthony Richardson's bridge to the league is much shorter than Malik Willis's was. And it's even shorter than I thought it was when I said that Anthony Richardson is much closer to being that an NFL quarterback than Malik Willis was last year at this time. Right, and Malik Willis obviously went the third round to the Titans, and the Titans refused
1: to build an offense to help Malik Willis, so it makes him look even worse. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring it up because I hear that a lot, and obviously yeah. it has to do with a lot of things, including you know skin tone. Uh, that's the obvious point, but also because they're both scramblers, because they're both you know have a nice deep ball, this that and yep. the other thing. But just kind of wanted to pick your brain on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. You won't be the first or last time you hear that, I'm sure. So No. All right. Number two.
1: Yeah, so the I mean the this conversation between two and one is one that people will be having probably. Uh it ended for me a little while ago. And CJ Stroud's my number two. Uh do you have him higher? Nope.
0: He's my number two.
1: Okay. So Stroud been seeing a lot of CJ Stroud disrespect lately. Uh and I think this he's just really good. <laughs> I hate to say it. He yes, he's not very mobile, but the arm talent is is really special. It's the ball placement is spot on every time. I mean, the the deep ball that he throws, it is, it's like a quarterback's dream when when you think about how you want your deep ball to look. When that ball goes up over or down the sideline on a fly route to Marvin Harrison, it's like it sits, it hangs in the air to give Marv time to get past the DB. It drops with the nose down right into the bucket, and it's like, man, I could see this on Sundays. I could absolutely see this on Sundays.
0: Dude, I... I love CJ Stroud a lot and I was tweeting about it this weekend because it just feels like people have sort of pushed him to the side because he's not a scrambler, he's not, you know, he he's in this quarterback friendly scheme at Ohio State that we've seen, you know, numerous times before. It's kind of hard to project these guys cuz they look so much better than they are a lot of times but this the college football playoff game against Georgia if if that wasn't the perfect send-off for CJ to just remind everybody of what he can do and and that he's not just this statue passer that suddenly everybody thinks that he is I mean he's not you know he's not Bryce Young and he's not Anthony Richardson but he can he can get outside the pocket and he can make plays outside the pocket he can get away from pressure i mean obviously he had some ridiculous throws in the face of pressure against georgia this last weekend so it's there you can see all of that and everything else is so clean with him it's so clean and and I think that's a that might be a little bit where these Jared Goff comparisons are coming out which I don't necessarily hate that comparison. I just think it paints a really unfortunate picture because then you 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 know we all know what Jared Goff has turned into in the NFL and it hasn't been what we thought he was going to be when he was taken number 1 overall but I mean Jared Goff's not a bad player necessarily and I don't think that it's insulting to compare Stroud to Goff, especially when you can see, Go- you could see Stroud doing a little bit more with his talents that he's not as he has more of that playmaking ability than Goff ever had. That's, that's just a fact. So there is a lot to his game that is, it's exciting. It's awesome. Now, I think the biggest question is this. Can he transcend in offense? Right. Will he ever be able to be that quarterback that can carry anybody along with him? Or does, will he always need an an area of support? And I think that's another factor that comes in with this golf comparison that has been coming up time and time again already is is that his ceiling is he a great game manager or is he more than that
1: right and listen Jared Goff is limited Jared Goff has been pretty good in the NFL I hate to say it he's had some down years we know that he's he's looked bad we've seen the Jared Goff face I mean we've seen him throw some bonehead interceptions and I mean, he was absolutely seen as a product of the Sean McVay system. And I I don't know. Now he's throwing 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns, 7 picks on the Lions. I I just, like, being compared to Jared Goff might be seen as kind of like a dirty thing. But I think if you comp somebody to Russell Wilson right now, people would think that's a slight on him and it's all recency bias, it's all this, it's all that, but uh, you you said it perfectly when you were talking about Stroud against Georgia. He put this kind of statement piece together where he is moving in the pocket, he is rolling out, he is escaping pressure. I mean, he had a few big scrambles. He is throwing the ball on the move, uh, flick of the wrist, Uh, he's putting the ball on a platter for his receivers. Uh, The accuracy... I, if so, what what I've been hearing is like, oh, CJ Stroud is not seen as like a top ten quarter, like top ten pick in GM's eyes. And I I don't know. I think teams that are looking for a franchise quarterback, especially teams in like a transitionary period, you're looking at like the Colts and the Raiders. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have CJ Stroud as the future of your franchise. Give give the guy that can. Uh, make your weapons lives easier give that guy the keys because i i think if you especially i've been thinking about stroud to the raiders now since they benched car and there's been the cars getting traded rumors which we kind of thought might happen and they have a high draft pick it's like man if stroud goes like seven overall to the raiders and he has Devontae adams darren waller hunter renfro and that little crew there He's going to look really good, and he's going to make a lot of analysts look really dumb.
0: I I would give anything to have Stroud on the Falcons. Yeah, that too. I, I would give anything for that. I know they're doing the whole Ritter thing right now, and he's he's been fine. He's been okay. Okay. He's been okay. <laughs> but, I mean, they're going to be right there, and you mentioned Indianapolis. That that scares me a lot. I don't want Yeah him to go there because i think it's just truly a dumpster fire right now and i just i i I do think there is an element to stroud that is that he needs support and that is just a fact and that's the same thing with you know several great upper you know above average good nfl quarterbacks that just they're not josh allen they're not patrick mahomes and even those guys got the support that they needed when they were developing as into those quarterbacks. And right. I think Stroud is is just a guy that I, I hope that he can go somewhere where he is supported. And that's why Atlanta just, I love that because they have the, they have the really, really strong running game. They could get him in on the play action passes. They have a cast of you know weapons for him, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I mean, it's, it's a perfect scenario for him to walk into. And I just, I I'm, I'm scared that Indianapolis will take him. Even after all this buzz about oh he's not going to be a top ten pick or anything, I there's too many quarterback needy teams in that range. There there's no way that this guy can fall.
1: Yeah, and uh, that that's where the the Will Levis thing comes into play. Where it's like is which one of these teams is going to take the because like ten times out of ten I'm taking Stroud over Will Levis, but. Some GM is going to fall in love with the interview and the pro day and the combine of Will Levis and is going to take him top
0: 10. Kind of sounds like a Jim Ursay thing to do, doesn't it? It sounds like (laughs) such a Jim (laughs) Ursay thing to do. Please. (laughs) So, uh,
1: uh, yeah, I don't – with how bad the Colts have been this year and the whole uh, Jeff Saturday, Frank Reich thing, I mean, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been healthy. To be fair, and they, they have, like, a fine collection of talent there. I mean, the the wide receiver room is limited, but it's still, like, decent. But we don't got to get into, like, landing spots and all that. But C.J. Stroud, I agree, does need to have support. But I think he can elevate the the guys he have. I, I think you'll see him go to a team and kind of surprise a lot of people with the uh, – you know wheeling and dealing that he does because i mean the, the balls are just they catch themselves
0: yeah and i have him neck and neck with number one that's an unpopular opinion right now but for me they are right there together so let's talk about number one
1: all right bryce young here we are uh another alabama quarterback he, this this is the thing top two quarterbacks alabama ohio state uh maybe we've seen this before we've seen these schools and the the quarterbacks they produce but i mean Tua's is doing pretty darn good and uh justin fields looks great too so i i, I don't think uh, you can scout the helmet as some might say uh but Bryce Young i mean caps off a good season with a you know, very efficient game. He, on 21 attempts, 321 and five touchdowns against Kansas State. I mean, talk about a clinic against a, a good defense. We've talked about Kansas State's defense a few times on here, and that they, they're they're solid and Bryce Young just
0: chewed them apart. He locked but, it in. He locked yeah. it in, man. The, I mean, that's that's the thing is like it was already trending that way and I could already like I could feel it happening where I I had Stroud, I I wanted, you know, I wanted uh it, going into the season I wanted to see Stroud take that leap and just grab hold of the quarterback one mantle, but it became more and more clear that Bryce was going to just take it and run. And and the Sugar Bowl performance like you said there, that was really the exclamation point that said, yeah, call this, call this guy, Mr. 101. He's going to Houston. He's going to be the quarterback there. Now I will say this is my number one quarterback grade wise. These are not like, I don't have an elite grade on Bryce Young. I don't think he's an elite player. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. Oh man. I don't. Okay.
1: I, I think, I think Bryce Young is limited only by his size. That is, that is the one knock I have on him. Uh, his footwork is also pretty gross, but I think it benefits him because like, if you, if you watch Bryce, you you see him backpedal into the pocket, but it's, he stands on his tiptoes and backs up and stands like he has a board strapped to his back and he's reading the entire field. It's a it's a such a weird way and people don't drop back like this because you can't get the same juice on your throws because you're standing kind of parallel with the line of scrimmage. Your shoulders are parallel with the line of scrimmage when you're you know, dropping back traditionally, sideways, you can get a little juice on the ball on that third step. And and Bryce just kinda of like backs up, looks at the whole field and then lets it rip. And I, I think, uh, man, the, the ball that he throws can be gorgeous. Uh, I mean, like I said, the size is a concern because he's not only short, he's also really thin. And he doesn't slide, which, again, a, a theme of the quarterbacks in this class is none of them like to slide. Uh, and, and when you're six foot, generous six foot, and like a buck 85 you gotta slide Uh, and if Bryce Young starts doing that uh, I feel better about it but if he's gonna keep taking hits to get you know two extra yards that's not fun and he I mean he's incredible he's a magician in the pocket and that gets him in trouble too because then he'll take a few licks in the pocket that he probably shouldn't take but man the pocket management we talked about with Richardson it is a whole nother level with Bryce young I mean he he kind of reminds me of of young Russell Wilson where he's kind of dancing back there and you know somebody gets free eventually so I I don't know Bryce young I I love the player uh, and yeah the only thing
0: that I'm concerned about is he's a he's a small guy I mean and he is and there's no way around it um, I mean Kyler Murray. Was a player that I loved as a prospect. Still still think he's a great NFL quarterback. That's a controversial opinion now. Guy's limited by his size in the NFL. There's no, there's no other way to say that. It, he has been limited as a player with elite arm talent in the NFL simply because he is a shorter player. And I think it's fair to say that Bryce Young could face similar challenges now, that being said, he's playing at Alabama, and he's playing against SEC, defenses, athletes, players. I mean, these, these guys are, the, you know, this is a notch below the NFL, all things considered, in terms of the, uh, the size and the speed of the players on this field. Now, I think there are pieces of Bryce Young's game that sort of make me press pause just a little bit because they exacerbate his size issues, which is something that you just talked great detail about, which is his mechanics and how he kind of approaches it from the pocket. A lot of times he is backpedaling when he's throwing, he's, he's not able to set, he's, he's moving, he's falling backwards and it does mess with them a little bit. And that is something that I'd like to see him clean up at the next level because it's just going to be that much more unforgiving. Those balls that sail aren't going to be, you know, tipped or fall into nowhere. They're going to be picked. So it's it's just it's things, little things like that that just make me say I don't right now. Like and and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that by saying that he's not elite going to I don't think he's going to be elite. I'm saying I don't think he's going to be in tier 1. I think I think he will be a tier 2 NFL quarterback and that's great because tier 2 guys nowadays, I mean, that's like huge for teams because there just aren't that many of those guys. I mean, Right. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, I mean, maybe Joe Burrow sneaks in there. I mean, this guy's right below that tier for me. And and I think he's he he will be the answer for Houston.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is a, a slam dunk for Houston. I mean the the fact that they get like Bryce Young's a wizard in the pocket. I I, I don't know how else to say it. It's like he if the pocket is suffocating him, if the pocket is water, he finds air pockets. He, he is sliding around. He is bouncing. He is like, uh, it's it's special the way he navigates it. But, again, he gets in trouble because he if that pocket starts to collapse around him, he needs to get out of it because he's not thrown over the top of it. Yeah. And and that's that's where what you're talking about comes into play and the size concern comes into play where it's, Okay, I'm backpedaling. My first, second, third read aren't there. Okay, now I gotta buy time because I gotta, you know, get to my, and that happened a lot this year because the supporting cast isn't Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, uh, Calvin Ridley, Jameson Williams. I mean, this this Devonte Smith, long list of guys that have come out of Alabama. I mean, it's uh, K. Sean Holden. It's uh, Jermaine Burton, it's – Jameer Gibbs was their best wide receiver. I mean, it, it's so – though he made a lot with what they had there, it's also – like like you said, there there are concerns. There are mechanical concerns. There are – I had the
0: – go ahead. Well, I, I just want to say before you – like, he elevated that team. Yeah. He 100% elevated that team. And that's not something – that you can necessarily say about a guy like CJ Stroud. like right. I think it's pretty fair to say that CJ made the most out of the situation that he was in, and Bryce exceeded it. Bryce made those receivers look better than they are uh, simply by the fact of, of his talent. So that's one thing, too, where when you watch it happen, you say, yep, this is the guy.
1: Right. And uh, there was, I had a lot of problems with Kenny Pickett's footwork coming out of Pitt. He he was messy. It was a lot of shuffling, it was uh, a lot of backpedaling too. And it looks a lot better in Pittsburgh. And uh, he he got time to adjust and sit and work with one of the best coaching staffs in football. And Bryce Young is not going to have that luxury and that that's kind of where my concern comes to play is that if he has bad habits and they don't get corrected, they might never get corrected.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of these things when you point to the negatives, it's like it, it's coachable. It is. It's coachable. You just have to have the right people there to to do the coaching. And that is we'll, we'll find out who's going to be doing that for Houston next year, but um all right. There it is, man. The top 5 quarterbacks 2023 January edition. How does that feel? January 2023. It it's here. The year of <laughs> the draft is here. Man, I'm I'm really excited. The the quarterback class, yes, it's a it's a little bit lower in terms of, you know, the talent level here, but there there are really exciting players. I mean, there are guys with like really really high ceilings really, really fun players that we've watched for years now. I mean, we've been talking about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud for two years waiting for this moment to happen. So it's it's cool that we're here and we get to talk about these guys. Uh, is there anybody else that didn't make your final cut that you want to talk about? I know you had Tanner McKee number six, but is there anybody else that jumped out from what you watched? No, I'm excited for 2024. It's going to be a fun yes. class,
1: <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, th- I think these six guys are kind of the main cast of the quarterback class. How about you?
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think everything after this group is pretty. You know, there's a pretty decent break there. But uh, one player that that surprised me. I just want to bring it up because of it was it was a little bit surprising. Was BYU's Jaron Hall. Uh, kind of a buzzier name at one point this season and he did officially declare now so he will be in the draft uh wasn't expecting much he's a smaller guy 6-1 playing at BYU you know where have we seen this before but it was kind of fun I mean he's kind of a fun player uh, obviously has plenty of weaknesses to his game that um you know i I don't necessarily see him in terms of being a you know starter at the next level, but a guy that has some talent and some traits and keep your eyes peeled for fourth round draft pick and who knows because those guys play more than ever these days as we've learned yeah. this season
1: yeah, seriously it's like a late season we've had a quarterback purge it yeah. seems like and we're we're just getting on with the young guys.
0: When Sam Ellinger is getting meaningful snaps throughout a season in the NFL, you know, that's things are pretty desperate. So yeah. And Malik Willis can't even see the field. Yeah. Right. Well, that's (laughs) Josh Dobbs era. (laughs) Yeah. Tennessee. Um, Oh boy. All right. Well, we've started. The journey is here next week is our time baby it's the running backs episode I got a lot of a season's worth of badges and and chatter and buzz and a mock draft and all of this everything's gonna come down these next two man i i love all the positions but these next two running back wide receiver it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: yeah can't wait to see how high deuce vaughn lands
0: on both of our lists (laughs) hey Longest touchdown run against Nick Saban ever. Wait, that's what I'm talking about. Number f- two running back. Put him Put him <laughs> up there. All right. Well, we will be back next week to talk all about many, 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 many running backs. I'm sure much more than just five. But until that point, follow along with Camp Dynasty at Camp Underscore Dynasty on Twitter and at Camp Dynasty on TikTok. It's draft season. Things are going to be ramping up. The takes will be coming out. The content will be coming out. Stay plugged in there. Stay tuned in every single week. Camp Dynasty will be back. Like I said, for the next month, we will be going through positional rankings and then we dive into the Senior Bowl and the Combine and everything else. So stay tuned through the whole journey. Like Colin said, it's 2023 officially, which means the draft is only only four months away i uh, i almost
1: can't believe it that that's <laughs> that invigorates me it's getting my you know starting to tingle a little bit
0: <laughs> whoa cal- calm down <laughs> thanks to everybody for stopping by camp dynasty this week and have a great week